Welcome to the Pub Meeple Podcast with your hosts, Gary, Chuck, Just Brian, and Robert Brian. On episode 25, we talk about 2019's top games, including the People's Choice. So grab a brew, join us at the pub, and let's talk board games. Alright guys, well hey, I'm, I'm excited to be here with you uh, kick off 2020. You sound excited. Yeah, oh, hey man, I'm, well, I've, got some, I've got some whiskey, I've got my <laughs> friends here, I mean we're about to talk about some games. Um, I, man, I think I'm excited. A bunch for 20, of games. Yeah, a bunch of games. Yeah. Some good games. Uh, so I'm excited for 2020, but uh, I guess we need to go ahead and officially start it off and talk about our brews for the first time in the new year. Uh, just Brian, can we start with you? you we definitely can. We're, we're, you and I are sharing a couple different scotches tonight. Um, I brought one and Gary brought one. And so we're, we're both doing the, it's a 15, the one you brought. It's a 15 yeah. year Glen Levitt, right? The Glen Levitt 15 year French Oak Reserve. French Oak Reserve, that's right. And that's what we're starting with. Later yeah. on, since since uh, it won't be featured later on, I have a Balvany 14 year that's a um, Caribbean cask, a rum rum cask kind it was of, very, very which we tasty. we both had in, yeah. on a Gloomhaven night before. So thought we'd revisit that tonight. So yeah, so we share our our, our brew here. How about you? Chuck's pretty excited about his. Yeah. It, he was describing it to me earlier. Can Th- you read this? This is this is quite delicious. Uh, I was told this was selling like hotcakes, so I got one. Uh, it is a Saint Arnold um, Texas Winter IPA brewed with Texas ruby red grapefruits. And it's delicious. Um, I don't know. The grapefruit and the IPA just work. They work so good together. I'm glad it works in an IPA because it does not work in a fruit salad. It doesn't work it for <laughs> breakfast. What are you drinking? I'm drinking tea tonight. What, what tea? Uh, this is uh, called Throat Coat. Um, I've been talking a lot today, and my voice gets really tired. And so we're, here we are. We're about to talk a bunch more. I like Throat and Coat. And so, yeah, I do too. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a lemon and echinacea uh, tea. So it's it's really good. It feels good on the throat. It's good. It does. It's good for it some podcasting. Yeah, I think it's a good tea. It's one of the it's one of the first teas I drank because it was a kind of like one of those home homeopathic mm-hmm. remedies for mm-hmm. you know sore throats. So it works. It's really good and well, it tastes good. I have to look into this because I, I I do like a hot tea every once in a while. In the, I don't even know who makes it. Like. I just know you could pick it up at United or something. He's got the the. Label. He's, he's got the label. It's, it's just so called traditional medicines. Oh, Is it okay. celestial seasons? M- med- medicinals. <laughs> so let, let's go ahead and jump into. Uh, for, we're going to do some top fives tonight, but before we get to our personal top fives, we've got some interesting data. We've compiled a pub top five using all our our top one hundred lists that we use the BGRE to make. And then after that. Uh, proper Ryan has uh, like a BGRE people's choice top five, correct? And some other data. Yeah. That's uh, your top five people. The, the So our personal top five and then your top five. That's right. All right. So Shuck, take it away. We start in five or one? Number f- uh Let's count down. We're counting down. Just Brian, you're always the <laughs> one with the opinion here. <laughs> let's start, we can start with five. Okay, five. As, as tradition dictates. So five is Scythe. All right. So this is our our this is our collective top, our collective between the four top of us. five. So between the four of us, so, Scythe is our number five. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And All so right. I also have, uh, in reference to last year. So last year this was one, for all of us. Mm. Uh, it has dropped a little bit because of some new 
ones that are going to show up a little later. Nice, nice. So we've talked a lot about Scythe before. Um, it's a Stonemaier game. It's uh, got an action selection system, a really cool tableau upgrading and map fighting system. I, no, I was just I, waiting for the part where you guys tell me I'm the reason why it dropped, but oh, <laughs> that's okay. I don't know. I oh, think it's, I think it dropped from. I think it's kind of gone down. No, it didn't go down for me this year. So no, it, it was high. I looked. I looked because I knew this about was the a game that was going to cause. I think it uh, stayed about the same um, for me. Mine went up. Yeah, it was at it. It's it's number eighty three for me. Let's <laughs> say so. Shucks went up. Ours stayed the same. So yeah, it is your fault. So I'm sorry. It's this would have been fault. number three or two. You didn't play it this year, though, did you? I don't think so, and I'm I'm always willing to play it. Yeah. I, I I want to love Scythe. I want I to think, love uh, you. Want to love me? <laughs> I, think <that> was, <laughs> I, I do love you, Shuck. <laughs> I think uh, Rise of Fenris might be like our intermission between Gloomhaven and Frosthaven. Maybe yeah. we'll do that. Totally willing to do it. Yeah. So the number five for our BGRE top five list this year, and just to give a little bit about that, this is basically our People's Choice Award. Um, these are all the games that were ranked uh, in this is this list is from all the games that were ranked in 2019. So uh, a whole year's worth of ranking by you people and this is what you came up with. So uh, the number five for the BGRE is uh, the Vitic- Viticulture Essential Edition. Well, oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good edition of it too. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, the best. If we're gonna buy an edition of it. That's the one to buy. It doesn't have Tuscany though. I think it ha- does. It have an element from Tuscany. Yeah, it does. It has several elements. Yeah, from Tuscany. it takes like the most popular uh, yep, modules, modules from Tuscany, and um, adds them to that game. But you would say, Gary, you would argue like there's a part to Tuscany that like is it the extra the, it's the extra board? I don't think the extra board, board. No, it's not is in there. In the and you like that. Central Edition? Right. I don't want to play Viticulture without the board. Gotcha. The Tuscany board anymore. Cool. So I will note that that is another Stonemeyer game. Yeah, so our number fives are... Yeah, where you're making wine oh. and aging it. And then... Um, yes. Cool worker placement. That's yeah. going on on the side while the dystopian... Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. All it's the, like a, all it's the like a mi- yeah, microcosm yeah. of it. Yeah. So number four, I actually moved up a little bit. It's back on to the top five. It was seven last year. And this is the pub top five. This is yeah. the pub top five. Pub number four. <clears throat> is Agricola is back. Woo! Agricola yeah. is back. So uh, this probably has a little to do with the fact that we've adjusted the way that we've done some of the calculations a little bit. Um, he did the adjustment just so Agricola would come back. Pretty oh, much, yeah. yeah. That's that's. I basically put like plus fifty, and right. you like we, you, we you can work. The, we can cook the books. We can work the math. You were the one doing the spreadsheet, so <laughs> it's all my fault. Uh, if it were mine, it'd be probably like a little higher than four. But you know, uh, Agricola is good. I mean, y'all. Probably no Griglets worker placement. Um, I mean, like one of the best worker placements out yeah. there, pretty much. Uh, Farming you, in the uh, what? What like we call it misery farm. Misery usually. farm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a brutal. Can be very brutal. But I mean, it, if you play well, maybe probably not. It was the game that introduced me to like the idea of feeding your people. Yeah. You know, it's like at the end of every season, you you must feed your people or they stop. You know, it's one of Uwe Rosenberg's more well-known games. Although now he's got like things like Feast for Odin and some others. But if I'm gonna, if I was gonna say your quintessential Uwe Rosenberg game, I still think of oh yeah, Agricola, or maybe Caverna. But yeah, I mean Agricola, I love it. It's good. 
Mm-hmm. It is good. So the uh, number four uh, BGRE People's Choice is Great Western Trail. Nice. And I know I know someone at this, this table who happy. wants to I talk about it. I just got a big it. smile yeah. on my face. I yeah, I love Great Western ago. Trail. Did you? Oh yeah, yeah you I loved did it. Play it. Yeah, Ned, you made a, a convert out of Ned. Ned is like. No, that was sure this game with everyone. That was a great night too. I got to teach Ned, and and uh, it was just two of us, which I think Great Western Trail works well at too, and it's a great way to learn the game. And then we used uh, kind of the method that we put out there on YouTube that uh, Proper Brian and I kind of put out there for teaching the 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 teaching method we used, and I think it's uh, I think it's one of Fister's uh, more accessible games. I would say for a comp for his for, sorry, he has some more accessible games, but for one of his. Um, middleweight to um, games. I think it's probably his more accessible. So it's a very, very good game. So number three moved up from the ten slot last year, and I have a feeling I know why. And that is Shogun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> did the three of us really did, break it high? That one play, maybe we had it. That was an amazing play. It made Gary me, proper bride. It raised and my I estimation of the game. Played this game. We've played it twice. Just the three of us yeah. in the in the past, but here more recently we played it, and it was just a really fun time. Wait, so y'all yeah. have played it twice without me now? We don't think you. Okay, well, let me ask. Yeah, do maybe. You, do you we don't think you want to play, to play this? Game? I would like to play the game. I have not played it at all. Um, well, I do want to know why y'all love this game so well, much. Then we got to work that in. Yeah. Well, because well, that's why we've we've always done it when you weren't around because we thought you would. I do want to try it. it because the last time we talked about it, we were kind of comparing it to El Grande, and not that the games are. Um, identical there's i mean el grande does things that uh shogun doesn't do mm-hmm. but um there are some similarities with um some beginning and turn auction uh, however el grande's beginning and turn auction is more robust uh but there's some beginning round auction there's some um help me out here you you've some got of the, some of the actions that you do like you're the, kind of the individual imp- yeah. the way you do the actions are similar but how you plan them are very different yes that's know? that's a good way to say it um and then of course uh they do both have towers but they serve completely different purposes mm-hmm. so they're i don't know if they're both area control but they're really not the same kind of area control they're not, they're not so i don't know that. why we keep comparing them but the <laughs> so that was a really terrible it's kind of like that but it's not right yeah. so something way would say but when i think of um, which of those two games, and when we have these conversations about which ones, I'm like, well, we need to get El Grande in with Shuck, and then when he's not here, we'll, when he's gone, and the kids can play. Hey, but we'll it sounds like he wants to play, so. Yeah, let's break it out. Let's it, do it. It's a game, and it's with y'all, so I mean. Uh, hey, there you go. All right, All right, so moving on to number three on the BGRE top five, and this is another game that I think a couple guys at this table will, will be able to speak to very well, and that is Gloomhaven. Oh, Okay. Oh, oh, man! I, uh, we've already talked about a lot. No, we just yeah. talked about a lot. I, yeah, I, Gloom. I was writing our top, my top ten write up today. I think I started off with Gloomhaven is not a game I expected to like, mm. and yet I love the game. So I cried uh, whenever I was writing mine, and I just cried just now. I mean, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's a good <laughs> no, no, but no, it is good. It is good, and and yeah. I think. Part of that is uh, some of the what, what I one of the things that I kind of talked about in my write up too was that it in as a dungeon crawler, which is kind of my jam. It's kind of my genesis yeah. in gaming is dungeon crawling. It this one more than any other has given us uh, an opportunity for role play. Yeah. They all provide an opportunity for role play, but this one encourages role play so much so that I have 
there's four of us that are very enthusiastic about reenacting some of the things that go on during the game. We, we, you know, it's really fun. No, it's, uh, it's, it's really neat. It's unique. And, and for me as a, as a, I've never seen another dungeon crawler like it. And then, you know, I was a little hesitant because sometimes when you walk into a game, that's very, very hyped up. It won't live up to it, but so far for me, it's lived up to it. Yeah. For the record that came in at number eight in the pub top, games okay, and, so it, and that's so between that's just two of us well, no, no, I, I've no, no. played it so I, I, played I, it. I did and rank you get it to rank it yeah yep so it made it proper Brian helped me on your list. learn the game early on and that was bef- that was 2018 yeah close to the end of 2018 when you and I kind of broke it out and played mm-hmm. around with it and did like a mini dungeon or something so for our number two uh, this had the smallest deviation amongst all the games in the top 10 at least um, probably in a lot of, I mean, the whole ranking to begin with, it's only like a standard deci- deviation of one. So y'all all ranked it pretty close. I haven't played it. It jumped up significantly. Last year it was 76 because only one person had played it. That would be Mombasa. Oh. Has, oh, has jumped. Mombasa. It jumped up that high? To two, yes. I well, mean, it deserves a spot. We, we played this at our last getaway together. And then I've played it a couple more times since, and I can't. Another Fister game, two Fister games um, that wow. we talked about so far. The, the the People's Choice on number five, yep. and this one, yeah, Great Western uh, Trail, and now Mombasa. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I missed that last Mombasa play by like thirty minutes or so. Mombasa is a <laughs> symphony. It's but just a beautiful. It, so when I was, we're going to get to our top fives in a little bit. But when I was writing about a game of his on my top five. I noted the his ability to combine mechanisms that you don't think are going to work well together um, into like what you, like what you said a symphony. It's like it's like oh it has this this and this that seems kind of interesting. Oh, it works really well. So you know? he is Frankenstein. Then. But so. it's what usually we use for like yeah. a Frankenstein game as kind of casting shade on the game or derogatory. No, I term. mean like Frankenstein is in like the genius. Scientist yeah, no, Frankenstein. Th- no, he he. When yeah. he does it, it's seamless, right? So right. Mombasa has worker placement in it. Mombasa has resource management in it and card management. And he somehow figures out how to. While they're kind of the same, they are a little separate in Mombasa. He has um, a, a, a stock market in the game. He has um, un- like things that unlock while you're playing. He has an exploration mechanism that also acts as like this abstract. Invest. I mean, it's it, it kind of like he has a he threw a choir in there somehow, and and you're like sitting here and you're playing it and you're going, this shouldn't work, but it's like so his best game. Do you think I would like this better than Great Western Trail? Uh, I think everybody likes it. No doubt, Great Western Trail. No I doubt. think the I, consensus okay. on the I planet to, is it's better. This. I like Great, Great Western, Western Trail. Trail, but to me, in my eyes, Mombasa is a better game. It's not as slick as Great Western Trail, and that has a lot to do with the iconography. Is the same frustration we get with mm-hmm. Fister. Well, I guess just Great Western Trail, but I will say that part is a little bit rougher. The icon, the the iconographic language, I guess, and I always struggle my way through it every time I get back to it. But um, once you're a round or two in, it's you're good. The card play, I've never played a game Mm-mm. with the same card play, and that mechanic alone, just I want to go back to the game to play that again because. There's so much that goes into figuring out how to efficiently play those cards. And then when you can play more cards, 
do you really want to? Because you know you're not going to probably get it, probably not going to get them back. So it's 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 just figuring out those four lanes, and then they switch to five. They can go up to five or six. Unlocking right? those extra lanes, you're like sweet, and then you're like, I don't know if I even want to use them. Like yeah. that was the mechanism that as I was ranking my games, that when that one came up, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, I love that in that game, plus all the other stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a wonderful game. So that was Mombasa. That was the that was a pub pub number, number two. two. So let's Correct. move to the uh, BGRE number two, uh, and that is Terraforming Mars. Wow! Not a huge surprise there. That's been trending at the top of the BGRE for a long time. It's a very popular game. Yeah, I mean, it, it yes. So, but it, it's it's our number two, it, or it's y'all's number two. Yeah, like you people who rank games, it's a pretty good game. Yeah, it's I'm okay. So, the, it's higher what, than Great Western Trail. Yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, I will say I played. Uh, I got to play that with y'all, and I got to play Underwater Cities with um, with a group down in Austin. And uh, I've, I've heard a lot of people that have played the two. And I don't know if it's because Underwater Cities is newer. They they say out of the two that are very similar, they prefer that one over um, Terraforming Mars. And I think the more exposure it gets, I'm wondering if that'll continue. Like if that trend will will kind of extrapolate into everyone else because I like them about the same. I thought of them about the same. And since since our listeners like it, I won't share my thoughts on that. But um, <laughs> but I did I yeah, Underwater Cities. If you have if you like Terraforming Mars, if you're one of those that voted this high and you haven't tried Underwater Cities, go check it out because I think you'll like it. So all right. Uh, number one was our number five last year. And that is the gallerist. The gallerist made number one. Made number one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what a good game. I'm glad that got its its day. Yeah. Uh, it's it's been slowly rising and uh, in, in the group's estimation, I think. Yeah, I look at it every year and it rises a little bit more because mm-hmm. I want to play it a little bit more mm-hmm. every year. It's my favorite Lacerda game. I haven't played all yeah. of them. I played maybe two or three, but it's the one I want to play the most when I think about a Lacerda game. Well, I. I won't say too much because I, I might be talking about it later on. But <laughs> spoilers, I, yeah, spoilers. But yeah, I I, I love the game. Uh, I, I think it was my first exposure to Lestrade's game, so there's that little sentimentality there. But I mean, I love the game. It, it's it does so many things really, really well, and and then the theme is something so unique. I think for me, that's what really hooked me. Like got its hooks in me first was, hey, here's a heavy game that actually has like these thematic like elements that actually make sense and theme theme does matter in that one. And so you can use the theme to help teach and like, like you're always talking about proper Brian. Oh, absolutely. And it's like you said, it's a really kind of, it's a unique theme. Like you don't have a lot of games out there that uh, try to make you an, an art gallery uh, manager, you know, and uh, it has a lot like any Lacerda game. It has a lot going on in it. And, uh, like it's the kind of game that in my first play of it, I kind of ignore a piece of the game <laughs> to try to understand the rest of it until the very end of the that first game. They're like, "Oh, I need to do that too." Yeah, but uh, a great, great game. So moving on to our number one for the BGRE, and um, so I think this was our the pub's number five. So, uh, but that's Scythe is the BGRE number one Ooh, for 2019. Nice. Scythe. Yeah. Really? Oh, and, uh, on actually it was number one last year too. I'm not surprised. So it is very consistently awesome. 
highly, highly rated. Well, now so. I feel like my little breakdown of it was insufficient if it's that popular. Um, because it's great. I mean, so, and Chuck, we didn't hear much from you on Scythe. So since uh, since it's come up again, your thoughts on Scythe. Like, you've got, like, the giant legendary it, box over there, and it, you've it, invested yes. your life into it. Uh, I have finally upgraded most of my pieces, actually, except for the little people because they're just expensive. But, uh, no, I just, man, if I play a dudes on a map type game, this is the one I want to play. I, I mean, I, I know it's not like some super epic game, and it's not technically a 4X, but it's the 4X that I want to play. I, I don't mean, know about you, but I, I'm proud to, like, show it off. Like, I like to opening it up. I like putting it out. Oh, man, you get I that. Like, I like people's, I like seeing the table presence. You get, you get like, the super extra big board, and, and you just it just, yes, table presence. It's all over, the, it's... It's just good. I don't. I don't know how to explain it. It's just. It does a lot of the things that I want to do. Um, I really like the way they the action selection is done and the way things play off each other. It gives this like engine building feel without really being an engine building game, kind of. Um, I I just I really enjoy it. It's, Resource management, dudes on a map, but it's not your typical dudes on a map. Yes. Where even even the person with the I've won once with fewer stars and less land things like that you know and so, it's yeah. it's I've seen multiple strategies win um, I I like the simplicity of it I mean because really in all honesty is not that complicated of a game for as epic as it looks um, I think that helps a lot for my collection because I tend to be more medium weight type games uh, it's just good and. It's still funny to me that I'm like the only one that didn't back it on Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like the biggest fanboy. <laughs> no, it is good. It's, it, I mean, to me, it's, uh, it makes sense that it's still number one. I'm curious to see what'll happen as it ages some more, and as other uh, newer games show up. Um, uh, but I mean, it's it's sat solidly in the number one to three spot uh, over the last couple of years. So, uh, I mean, Scythe can't argue with it. But and so real quick before we wrap up this section, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess to me the validity of of like the the, the rankings we gave that uh, all you people did. So we saw um, uh, fourteen thousand eight hundred and fifteen lists ranked uh, in twenty nineteen. Lists that's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a lot that's of lists. lists. The average uh, uh, list size was seventy nine uh, things, so, and that's pretty big considering that some people lists. probably popped in there to do a nine or 10 uh, or 20, you know, yeah. like to have 79 be the average, uh, that's that's saying something. I, I could go on and on with uh, fun stats from the, the board game ranking engine. I, I've got a bunch up my sleeve, and I think what we're going to do is we're going to break that off into a smaller microbrew episode that we'll release later. So if you want to hear some of that, um, some interesting discussion will probably come out of it, but uh, so tune into that probably in the middle of February. Um, but for now, what we want to do, this is kind of the big uh, middle of the episode. We want to uh, announce uh, the 2019 game of the year based on the ranking engine rankings. So this game uh, was, uh, so I looked at all the games published in 2019 and this is the game that was ranked the highest. And I'll say this. It was ranked the highest by a fairly large margin. Oh, wow. So um, do we have like some kind of drum roll, like sound effect we can do? Sean? Or 
pretty good. Pretty it's good. not bad. So, <laughs> no, it wasn't like a da da da. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Hey, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> I feel like we're right. teasing people now. This so. suspense is killing me. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So the uh, the uh, BGRE game of the year is Wingspan. Hey, Yay! which we kind of knew. We actually played it. Because we knew it, we knew it was coming. It was coming. It was one of those so things that I did not see a way for it to lose its status. So we were like, we got to prepare for this. This is a game that we've got to yeah. we've we've got to play. And it was, so it was ahead way back like in November, right? Like, yeah. Or, or yeah. Or even October. So he went you out know, and got yeah. it. So we we're like, hey, we know this is gonna win. Let's let's go ahead and play it. For the right. record, I like this game a lot. I've thought about picking it up. I had a great time playing it. It was honestly, it's a game that's, I would say, even as we're playing it, I realized it was a little bit outside my wheelhouse. But still had a great time. I think Chuck had some thoughts. So, yeah, we talked a little earlier about the number two, which was Terraforming Mars. And this gave me a lot of the Terraforming Mars feel and a smaller package, a little bit more refined, I think, and an honesty uh, better game, in my opinion, than Terraforming Mars is. How, is it, how does it give you the same? Like, real, what, what, real, what way? Real, real quick, I, I just want to say this was another Stonemeyer yes. published game uh, designed by Elizabeth Hargrave. And it got a lot of buzz throughout the year and it was hard to find for a while. And yeah. it was, but um, I just want to make sure that that's clear up front is uh, the publisher and designer. But feel free, go ahead. Uh, so it, it's engine building uh, similar to Terraforming Mars, but Terraforming Mars has an interactive board in the middle that everybody's kind of interacting with well, this, this is kind of a personal tableau this doesn't have the board in the middle which i think actually kind of helps it a little bit it maybe makes it a little less it complicated focuses it right yeah and and so it gives you the same feel in the fact that you are dealing with a bunch of cards that kind of combo off of the other cards in your tableau the the, the thing i liked about it was it was more organized uh terraforming mars is kind of chaotic like you just got cards everywhere and and at, by the end of the game they're just like overflowing like it's kind of hard to keep up with there's a lot of things going on this has very distinct spots for where things go you i like the idea of the um the was it like the tiered levels or, or whatever that they they go in and how that works together it, it was just we, we talk about simplifying and, and modernizing games a lot of times uh streamlining and this just is a streamlined version of Terraforming Mars to me, packaged with a, a very unique, n nice theme, to be honest. The birds was a cool theme. Uh, now, it is lighter. I will say that. It is more of a family weight game. I think family could play it very easily. Uh, and again, that kind of appeals to me. That's tends to be the games that I like are family weight games. But so. I think that's why it got a lot of the buzz that it yeah. did. True. Because like, true. I, w I was seeing articles pop up on this from non-board gaming you know, sites. I mean, I, I think there was like a New York Times article uh, about yeah. it. And uh, so a lot of people who uh, might not have been introduced to the, the board game hobby were introduced to it through this game this year. I heard a really good article, or not article, but I heard a really good radio story on NPR while I was waiting in the drive through lane one time. And I had to tell the guy at the window, like, hey, sorry, I got to keep this radio on. Got to keep the radio on. You know, I want to hear this. And, um, yeah, and it's like you said, it, it's getting mainstream media 
talking about this game and about the unique theme and about, and they were recommending it for Christmas at the time saying, Hey, if you can get your hands on it, I think there's another print run coming in well, and you know, you have to pre-order it now, you know? I, I mean, I think we need to mention too, the fact of the, like the limited print runs and how it sold out and was hard to get a copy of for a very long period of time because it was so popular uh, and, and just an unexpected thing. Like there's no way you can predict that amount of popularity, but I mean, it was hard to get a hold of. People were paying gobs of money on, you know, third-party places like eBay or something, ridiculous amounts just to get a hold of this game that had already been said, you know, we're coming up with another print run. We're trying to hurry, but people are like crazy about it, going and buying all these expensive things for just a, a game that, I mean, is good, but not for the money they were probably paying. Yeah, <laughs> I will say, uh, I want to talk... subjective. Yeah. They thought it was worth <laughs> it, obviously. <laughs> so um, this was one of the first games that I got that had... Uh, let's talk about production quality, okay? So this has, like, the little eggs uh, that come in at the really nice uh, card uh, stock, but the, the rule book... And the uh, the textured uh, objective board. objective board, yeah. yeah. So it was like this really cool textured it was nice. stuff that didn't allow. So it was still a so it wasn't a, like a dual layer board where you had inset things to put things in, but this texture on it allowed things to sit on it without you worrying about it sliding around. Yeah, I thought That's that was a, nice a touch, really right? really cool touch. It's, and I mean, leave it up to to Stonemaier Games to add that touch. Well, and you had the the, the dice tower that was included, yeah. and uh, the the really nice dice. I mean, they were. Good quality dice too. I mean, the production quality was very good. Yeah, Jamie uh, at Snowmar, he's at, at production wise, uh, all his games now, nowadays are, are at a really high high level, and this game is definitely evident of that. I think because it was selling to people who were kind of non gamers. Like I had a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, who who recently moved uh, moved across the country, and he knows I'm really into games, and he texted me a picture of it actually the night we were going to play uh, your copy. I was like, hey, have you ever heard of this game? And I was like, yes, I have. I'm about to play it tonight. <laughs> and we um, actually need some help with some role stuff. But, you know, he, he even he was talking about how, how high quality the game was. And so I think that's a nice, I mean, it's maybe a double-edged sword to that if that's your first introduction to modern board games. And then they're not all going to be quite as well produced as that. But, you know, how cool uh, a game to kind of share that hobby Something that's so well produced. So I, I, I actually quite enjoyed the game. I, like I said, I've, I've thought about picking up a copy for a lot of the reasons Chuck just mentioned. Like I, I think I could play that with some family, or I know I could play that with some family. Just Brian, do you have any thoughts on it? You haven't. This is one that I would definitely pick up if a family member was interested, and I can get get it to the table. Um, I, I did enjoy it. it. Like I mentioned before, it was kind of outside my wheelhouse and it remains that so because it is a bit more solitaire, uh, you know, gameplay wise, that's not something that I particularly go after. That doesn't mean that it, I didn't enjoy it though. Um, if I'm going to play a, a you know, a multiplayer solitaire game, I want to play this one. Um, and there was it wasn't all solitaire. It does some things I do like some dice drafting, get some interaction, some card drafting, yeah. get some interaction. Um, but that's about it. And then of course there are some. I guess there are some abilities where if I do something, you get a bonus for it. But I'm not really paying attention to that. And so um, I would say almost about as much as maybe Altiplano is yeah. is a solitaire game about the same as this. And I enjoyed them about the same. Um, but and, and I did enjoy it. Yeah. 
So it, it would normally be a game that I'd put in my collection uh, just to, you know, everybody knows about my shuck method. Uh, so I already have two pretty popular or, or high-ranked games for engine building on mine. So that's why I would not buy it. But if I didn't have those, it would definitely be one that I would consider yeah. for sure. So, guys, that's, uh, I mean, really cool. 2019 Wingspan, congratulations. Yeah. I think there was a lot of cool growth in the, in the BGRE, both um, in numbers of people of list ranked, right, this this past year, and then just the features we added. I'm kind of excited to see where that goes in the future. Um, you know, we talked about Scythe and seeing, wanting to see, like, if it, if it retained that one that, that top spot or one of the top spots. I'd like to see if Wingspan retains its ranking because it's still pretty – it's pretty high up there still, right? Yeah, we'll say it, uh, it popped into the – 2019 rankings at number eight so i mean it popped in basically from nothing to number eight yeah uh, and all time rankings it's at number 14 right now so i mean there's a game mm -hmm. that may continue to rise or it may may continue to to have you know be in that top 10 and casual gamers aren't ranking games i assume i mean we don't know but this is this is you i mean this is hobbyists that are ranking wingspan on the bgre you know it might have the 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 traction with the mass media and with kind of a, a non-gaming audience, but the BGRE is, I believe, representative of a gaming audience. Well, and, yeah, and, for and sure. So. Looking at the stats, it's not like the super heavy gamers either. It's just people that are very into the hobby. I mean, like like we are. It's just a good game, yeah. and and everybody yeah. everybody loves it. Yeah. Well, uh, man, what what a cool game to to be our. Uh, or the BGRE People's Choice for 2019. Game of the Year. All right, so now that uh, we've kind of done those top fives, let's go ahead and do our personal top fives. Although we do want to say that around the time this episode drops, we'll have our personal top nines on the website, pubmeeple.com. You can kind of go get a little bit more in-depth uh, write-up on those. Yeah. And I guess uh, you guys – is everyone ready to, to jump into this? Let's yeah, this. let me get my list out. All right. Do, do you even know your list? No. Oh, okay. I I, I'm using somebody else's list. <laughs> this list is from Frank. He's out of Cincinnati. Thank you, Frank, for sending me your list. No, I'm just kidding. It's mine. All right. Well, and nice. you want to start for us? How number five. Just, I'll start. Number, start. number five. Yeah. My personal number five um, – We've already mentioned several times, so we'll just move on. Is Scythe? Yay! It's a good game. Yeah. How about you, Proper Brian? Uh, my personal number five hasn't been talked about yet tonight, and I'm really sad about that. So uh, we'll talk about it now. And yeah, we'll get some dialogue. That's Eclipse. Oh, very, so, very good. This game. barely missed my list in in like a is like my number eleven this year. Mm -hmm. And you know, we got a new edition that was supposed to drop last year, uh, but I believe we will be getting it this year. And I think when I get uh, second edition, we we got to break this out as a group. Even maybe minus Shuck. No, yeah, he, you didn't really like that one. Did you, you didn't really like it so much? Did you? Eclipse? You didn't like Eclipse very much. It's okay. Would you want to play my now? Second edition is not going to be too much different than first, but th there's like tweaks that I don't think you'll notice. So I played again. It was fine. But okay, sweet, sweet. Yeah, yeah so, we got to get yeah. out again. Yeah. My number five. Uh, have you ever uh, played more than Eclipse? Huh? Four? Have you ever played more than four? Have more than four it? players? Yeah, I played five once. Cause I'm wondering. I don't want to do that again. I'm wondering. Oh, you you wouldn't want to do like a six player game. I mean, uh, I would do it. I it, I think this. I don't think that's the sweet spot for it though. Where Where is the sweet spot for you? So you played more Eclipse than I have. 
I think three or four. Three or four. My, yep. my favorite memory of this game, I just got to have to say this real quick, is uh, Prophet Brian came over to my house one day and played with my two oldest yeah. kids. Yeah. And I can't remember what the second race was called, but one of the races, we just renamed it the Space Bobs. And I think it was Atticus's uh, yeah. race. Atticus, Atticus makes was the like, Space Bobs. He has the best, like, I don't know. He always brings like the the, the best moments yeah. into games with his. So his no, he's, he's really hilarious. I have to later on. I have to sing his song, his Agricola song for you. But um, we're going to record was, that. The space bobs were amazing. I'm intrigued. And, and they, uh, yeah, it has something to do with uh, harvest time. And whenever it's harvest time, he's like, "It's harvest time, baby." <laughs> so I just want to say, Eclipse is the game for me that showed me that you can combine the kind of the mechanisms and theme. Uh, ness of kind of the Ameritrash and Euro game. It was an earlier kind of version uh, of it that. It blends too. so so well. So well. So well. It really does. So I mean you you have this really, really tight action system and economy going on and then you have awesome shipbuilding and dice chunking in, in the middle of it. And what I like about the first edition of this, which is the one everybody's played so far, is that you can tell it's an old game too. It has some of that uh some of those rough edges that the games had, you know, earlier on before we've, we've kind of refined some of the, the hobby. And I, I find something endearing about that. You know, I mean, I, know, I like rough edges personally, you know, so yeah. you can tell you can, when you play it, you can feel that it is a little bit more classic in the classical sense. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So my number five eclipse, right. Uh, my number five is a game that kind of, I, I normally don't try not to put, games on my top list that I've only played like one time but I played Lisboa finally this year and it couldn't not be on my list and and when I kept doing my ranking I kept thinking oh no I don't I I don't want it to be you know I don't want it to be too high I've only played it one time but every time it would come up in a comparison it was I know that's the game I want to play I think it's okay for this particular thing because you played so much Lacerda that uh, that if Lisboa kind of harkens back to anything he's done before then there's some experience there that you're saying, hey, this is better than yeah. his other games, or at least well, in this regard. And so, yeah, I think it's legit. So, so I will say I played Lisboa last night, or la- sorry, last, um, I guess, afternoon, really. But um, <clears throat> it was uh, a great. I mean, I don't, I still think Galarus is a little better, yeah. to be honest. But um, man, it was, it was good. I mean, Gary it really it. was. It's five. I, yeah. I, I uh, wish I could have played it last year, so that I could have put it in the rankings, and maybe it might have had a chance. I will, I'm a little curious bit to see the, now that you played it. I want to play it with you now. Yes. Um, now that, and I think it'd be easier for the four of us to play it because two of us have played it. Um, I think it may, it, it may go higher. I don't know because. It does a lot of things, but when you really break it down, it's not that complicated. Well, the, the actions you're doing are not really that complicated. And I'll say it comes with a little reference book that is absolutely amazing. Yeah. That reference book is great. It, Real it, quick, it is, one is of as good or better than the Tricarian reference book? Lisboa for the uninitiated. We, oh. we, we threw around the Lacerda name, but but tell us kind so, of about the, the way it uh, works. You're like, you're like aristocrats and merchants like rebuilding uh, the city of Lisbon after... They had like a, a week where it was like a, a hurricane, a fire, and an earthquake, or an earthquake that caused a um, a tsunami, I believe. And then there was like fires, and the city's basically been decimated. And so it's you're floods. coming in, yeah, floods, and like, and you're coming in, and you're trying to pick up all the rubble, and then you're reusing some of it, and, and you're using it for various things. But 
essentially you're rebuilding the city, but you have to keep going to get the favor of the king and some other aristocrats. And so there, there's just there's a lot there, but really the things you're actually doing are pretty simple, but there's just so many decisions to make. And, and technically there's yeah. four actions. Yeah. But there's a lot. There's like variations Lacerda. on those <laughs> actions. So it's faceted. Everything's faceted the way Lacerda does, right? Yeah. So like you it's, do an action and then you get sub actions. It's, it's very Lacerda. Yeah. No, it's, but I, I will say this. I, I that's think, so Lacerda. <laughs> I, that's what I, it's on Disney Plus now, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think this could be um, this could be his masterpiece game. Like I, I really do nice. think it's, it's that. It, it's very good. So, Shuck, how about your number five? So my number five, I'm a little disappointed because it didn't make the top five pub meeple this year Aww. because of a couple of y'all I think dropped on your list probably, but it's Russian railroads like like Gary. Why is it so low for you? I don't I, understand. I, I like, played it online, and the pro players online uh, have... Uh, re- you need to come back and play with us. The pro to, players. Those of oh you making gosh, money playing this oh, on Board Game Arena needs to cut the crap. What, okay. is, this, is this like the chess player of, of Russian They're not railroads? pro players, like, but they're the, the, the very, very good players online... I keep like losing to the same strategies, and you think, okay, well, you'll stop that strategy. But if you, especially like in a two-player game, uh, I, I've encountered a few strategies that are that are difficult. That seems to me difficult to counter, and so it, it. I still love the game, but it went down a little lower. I'm not. I can't remember where it is on my list. I. I it think, was like fifty something. See, I, that seems that seems low for me, but. I'm, I'm, I love the game. I want to play it with you guys again. I mean, I'd still play that game any day. It's in my top 50 games. I'd still play that game. But I I don't know. I'd, so, yeah, I'm sorry I ruined it for the It's been a, the it's pub, been a pub staple for a while, but it wasn't It, wasn't it was number two last year, I think, is what I saw. Yeah. I mean, that's just <clears> – <throat> that's crazy. I still like it. Maybe I haven't – It's still in my top 50. It's 31 for me. Maybe so. I haven't discovered the, the, the what you're talking about. Maybe there's a couple strategies that just are – hard to beat like maybe they yeah. they just stand out and i haven't experienced those yet um that that could bring it down if i i think the that. longer this is inaccessible <laughs> for me the further it will continue to drop i mean unless we have yeah. some kind of renaissance where we just start playing it online more because that's the only way i can play it we didn't i don't know that we played it much last year did we play it at all no, i don't know i don't think Man, we, we need to play we that one to. again yeah well, we were getting to <laughs> online games i have a physical copy but you know, we've, we every time we get together, there's so many games to play. I think play. German railroads really revitalized yeah. it for me because I played so much Russian railroads that I kind of feel like I want something different. Yeah, you know? well, I'll bring out I'll bring out German railroads next time we get together. But it's kind of like a moot conversation. Which is the, anybody who's played it is like, yeah, this is great. Anybody who hasn't is like, yeah, how can I get it? You know, yeah, you can't. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, it's out of print unless you want to pay a hundred dollars or more. Yeah, yeah. Just Brian, how about your number four? In classic fashion, my number four is one we already talked about as well, so we'll move on. My number four is Mombasa. Yay, good so good. Fisher. Alexander Fisher is one of my my f- the favorite people that's still living on the planet that I haven't met. Is that <laughs> is that a thing? It sure. is now. It is now. Yeah. All right, my number four. I'll just say that my number six was. Mombasa. I'm just going to tease that. Yeah. So it barely didn't make my list. But my number four is one we've already talked about, and that's The Gallerist. And it keeps climbing up my list. 
So he's taking a painting just yeah. because of the galleries. Yeah, I made that up. He didn't. Anyway, we've already talked yeah. about it. I won't. Uh, we we don't need yeah. to rehash it. So uh, the gallerist is my number four. Well, my number four is one that I know uh, both the Brian's like. I know you like it quite a bit, uh, just Brian uh, Madeira. Yes, uh, and I think part of why it maybe came, climbed up my list a little bit um, is because I'm anticipating the new edition. Maybe you know, I think it was like six or seven last year, and you got to admit, like, there's all these factors in, that goes into the rating. And when I was looking at it, I, every time I see the game in the ranking engine. I'm thinking about how excited I am for the new edition. So, like Eclipse, um, I, I'm also anticipating yeah. this one, and and I'm eager to. Even though it's almost the same game in a lot yeah. of ways, I just want to get it out because it's a new box. Uh, just real quick for anyone who hasn't played it or doesn't know what Madeira is, it's a uh, heavyish. Heavyish. He- yeah. he- I think it's he- it's the I heaviest. It's, I think it's a heavy game. Might be the heaviest I've played okay. aside from a Lacerda game. So I, let's let's call it let's wow. call it what it is. Pretty heavy game. Uh, and so you're uh, again, you're like aristocrats, merchants, uh, trying to uh, kind of appease the king on the city, um, on the island of Madeira, the king of Portugal, and you're um, you're developing yeah, you're the developing island. the island yeah. basically. You're, you're building the island up from like nothing, and through the course of the game, there's some shifts. The, the king's um, and it mirrors his history. The king's uh, the, and the nation of Portugal, their their needs from the island, their wants shift and so you kind of have to pivot but you as players you know when that's coming um and so you're just kind of trying to govern the island and and run you know build up and run this island as efficiently as possible and it's kind of tough but it's also very very rewarding i think madeira for me was uh it was probably my 30s or something like that this year and it's only because i've only played it one time i feel like it's a game that if i played it more often that it would it would probably come up on my list. Well, so. it, just a spoiler for the the top nine on the website. Um, this one, this one for me, uh, and w- I hated it the first time I played it. It was a miserable play, and that was back in 2017. But it wasn't because the game was bad. It's because I did, really didn't understand what was going on. I was on. trying to teach it online, which it's and I, and I, I didn't do it, my like, homework. I didn't ho- do my homework either. And yeah. so when Gary and I taught it to proper Brian. We were kind of ex- we were both kind of experimenting with a little bit of teaching because I really want this to be something when the new edition comes out that I can teach smoothly. So I was like, "Hey, I got this idea how we'll teach it," and then we just kind of botched the teach and just said, "Okay, let's just let's just get this teach over with and let's play" because we could do a little, too much of a rule dump. But I really feel like if you understand what's going on, you have a, a big picture at the beginning of the game as opposed to after your first play of it. It really enhances the entire play of it. But it's again, it's one of those that how do you how do you teach this complex interwoven game? And I think we've had some good discussion on that. I yeah. think it will go up if we get to play it again. I think you'll enjoy it more the second time. So it's almost like an acquired taste, which yeah. I don't like saying for things. I really want your well, first your first experience to be out of the shoot awesome. But I'll say the first game I played was miserable. After that, I, I love it. So. Yeah. It's- yeah. It's like skiing. It's not going like to leave snow my list skiing. anytime soon. The first yeah. time out, it's not fun. So for the record, uh, Madeira was number six on the pub meeple. Oh wow! Oh, so it just barely missed our conversation. It just barely yeah. missed. Nice. Well, how, um, how about your number? Your number four. My number four. We've talked about in length is Scythe. Oh wow! Yeah, it's four on your list. Which was seven last year, so it is continually so moving up. up. So it has nice. moved up. Uh, yes. Did you? Had you played any Scythe this year? I might have played it once. I can't remember. I think I played it once. 
it's one of those that I try to like like so many that we try to get out like at least once a year. So uh, number what are we on three? Yeah, number three. Three for me is Concordia. Mm-hmm. That was my oh, number three game. game, and I did get to play that several times this year with different groups. Still haven't got uh, Venus out, which I'm looking forward to the six player Venus game, which is kind of a, a team game. But uh, I did get to play the um, the what is the one with salt the 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 one with salt expansion is salt. what we call it the You're one with salt expansion. People? Yes, uh, I did get to play that, which which adds like some some other kind of powers into it. But I still I still love Concordia. It's still I think it came up in our anytime anywhere. And so if anybody uh, ever says you want to play Concordia and I'm, I'm doing other things like changing a diaper or I have to get to the hospital because somebody's hurt, I'll probably have to stop and play because it's my anytime. Well, we're just game. moving right down the list because that came in at number seven for the pub. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. The, I, as things go, I know the pub and I usually follow the, the trends. So, yeah, Concordia. <laughs> All right. Great game. I'd play with. I'd play with you anytime, anywhere with that game. So uh, uh, my number three is another one we've spoken about at length tonight already, and that's Shogun. Oh, so wow. it keeps climbing my list, what too. Like the, the more times I play it, the, the more I love it, and just all the little little things about it that we've already talked about. It's I don't probably wanna... my favorite dudes-on-a-map game yeah. that or area control game that exists on the planet. I'm going to try that. Uh, so, just trying a new beer here. He's... He's on another IPA kick. I'm about to have another Scotch kick. In the meantime, that my my number three was Shogun. So uh, my number three is Agricola, and we've talked about it at length earlier. But I do want to make a note here. Uh, for as long as I can remember making lists and talking with you guys, Agricola has been my number one. And so the fact that like last year, I kind of felt like maybe it was number one last year too. It was number one last year. Whoa, I didn't realize it's been that number one that long. Yeah, for you. so it's been number one every year we've done this list, and even before that, like when I would think of my favorite games, it was always the one that I would say, "Hey, that's my number one." So before we had the BGRE and stuff, when I would just make my own list, um, it was still number one. And so, thank you, BGRE, I was, I was, for ruining Gary's Agricola. No, no, I, I was I was a little torn about it moving down, but after last year, I kind of knew it was going to. I think last year, I think I might have even put in uh, in my uh, write-up um, that a game that comes next is probably the, one of the games that's going to replace it. And, well, that that happened. So, Shuck, what's your number three? My number three is also Agricola. So, oh, hey. oh, we're Agricola. Uh, it has been displaced. It was number two last year for me, and it has been displaced by a game that I will talk in a minute. All right. Uh, and speaking of... The new beer that I appeared was a Samuel Adams Hoppy Red, which I've never had before. It's okay. It's, it's okay. kind of like an it's, it's okay. kind of like an Imperial IPA. It's 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 uh, okay. Uh, for some reason, I thought it was an IPA, but it's not. Is it or is I, it? I think it's like an Imperial. Okay. Yeah. So it says Hoppy Red. Uh, so uh, moving on, my my number two we've already we've already talked about at length, so we won't belabor. Is Madeira? Oh, it was yes. Yeah. Was that, it, it's that. Like earlier, I was trying not to like spoil. I was going to be disappointed for one on your list. Great for me when I when I talked about how much I didn't like it. Think about that. Like 2017, it was like I'm miserable playing this game because I didn't understand it. 2019, my number two game, and I love Madeira that much. You don't know how happy that makes me. I mean, that just I have a smile on my face. Think about think about like I'm not like a I didn't I didn't originate as a Euro gamer. 
or as a, as a, this crunchy, like three hour, you know, but I've, as you build up your endurance and you like those kind of things and you, in your yeah. taste change over time, uh, that's happened to me and I love Madeira and it's going to oh, be man. the first, when, when my, when my copy comes in, it's going to be the first, what's your game game that I'll have on my shelf. I know oh, you really? and Chuck already have one, yeah. but it'll be my very first, uh, your game, which is a deluxe edition, which we'll get into in February on the microbrew. All right. Spoiler. Spoiler there. All right, what's your number yeah. two? Number two is another game we've talked about a lot, and I think that's the theme for our top fives because you know we did our, our pub list, right? And that's a combination of all these. So uh, my number two is Scythe, and for very good reasons, all yeah. of which we've talked about. Um, I do want to mention that um, I recently got to play My Little Scythe with oh, my really? kids. Oh, really? Yeah. They got that for Christmas, and uh, it was really good. It was a very... A uh, good representation of that game in a uh, kind of a smaller, yeah. uh, lighter package. But um, one of the things they carried through between those two games is the the star system, which I I still really love. Uh, which is like an it's an objective right an objective based system. thing, but it's all it's on the board. You can see where where everybody is. Um, it, and anyway, it's it's a great. Uh, you know that translates real well with the kids. I didn't I didn't put that mm-hmm. together till now. Like like in games like. Uh, twilight imperium you also have an objective based uh system right but i didn't but the way site does it is very visual very tangible and that would be a that's a great yeah it works it works very well because they can look at it and go oh i need to do that i want you get your thing on there and you get to put it down and they see it and they see the point on the board that's that's really cool i've never progression in the game yeah so anyway my number two is scythe i want to take a look at this game um this is my little side well my number two uh is la havre and uh, it's another Uwe Rosenberg game. I, I realize now looking at my top five list, I've got five games and uh, three designers. So uh, I guess if you count Madeira having two designers, but you get what I'm, I'm saying. I, yeah. I, I, um, so La Havre, I think I'd actually written on my uh, top ten write-up last year that it was probably the game that would displace Agricola. And it did do that, although uh, being that Agricola is number three, there was also another game that did that. But, uh, yeah, I love Le Havre. I think it, it probably is a better design by Uwe. And it, too, does feature some feeding of your workers, but it's not as punishing. And it's all about your shipping. Uh, and so uh, you're having to buy buildings uh, – Construct buildings that you're you're going to use, but other players can use them too. They also have, they kind of have to give you some resources or some money, and so sometimes you nab a building that you don't even really want, but you know someone else wants, or sometimes you nab it because you want it and you want to use it a lot. And at the end of the game, it's all about seeing if you can. It's basically you're upgrading resources, and you're trying to ship the most. At the end of the game, everyone's trying to ship the most money, and so it's it's a game where the money wins. But um, it ends up just, it's very, very well designed. And it's one that I'm kind of embarrassed that I've had for years and have not ever got to the table with you Man, guys. This so. is this is one I've wanted to play. I want to play at Lahav with you for a very long time. I think we've since, yeah. So maybe maybe when we do uh, our Acapub get together, um, I'll just bring this one and, and say, hey, guys, we, we just need to play this one. But yeah, Lahav, it's, it's, a, it's a great game. And I hate to admit it, but, uh, you know, uh, I think it is better than Agricola. 
You know, Agricola was so so my number one for so long. It's kind of hard not to see it as number one. Do you feel better now, Gary, that you've said that out loud? Yeah, I, I kind of feel I do. Like I was bottling it Is up. That cathartic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of cathartic. Yeah. yeah. So so Chuck, you're number two. Oh man, this one's been moving up my list uh, every year since I first played it. Um, I think working on the reference sheet this past year has boosted it even more. The Colonist is number two. Oh, I game. mean, it's just every time I think about it, I want to play it. I haven't played it in a while, but working on the reference sheet and just getting so like deep into it in that manner has made me love it even more than I already Where did. Where can we find said reference sheet? That would be pubmeeple.com or the BGG um, page has, if you go look at the, um, like the uploaded files in yeah. section, they, they have, they have all of it there. Um, I think it's a pretty good reference. Of course, I'm biased, but uh, I do I think it's a good reference, and I don't like Shuck. So, <laughs> just kidding. I love you, Shuck. Oh wow, you guys, customs are so brutal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the call is a great game. It it really is. I mean, it's it is the absolute heaviest game that I own. Um, and it's I don't own any, own any Lacertas, uh, but this is kind of my version of that. Um, I like worker placement quite a lot. Uh, I really love the. Uh, I've talked about this game in length, but I, I really like the uh, the spatial aspect That's of how the, the worker elements. placement. And that maybe it hits a little closer to home because I was trying to design a game in that manner, and this one just does it so well. It's like I just kind of gave up on my other game. So, so I have a question. As, as a person who hasn't played it, um, what makes oh, we're this, playing it. What makes, well, I haven't yet. Everybody else at this table has played it but me. What makes this game this month. big? Is it is it the... The size of the box and the heaviness of that makes it big. Is it the hang on? Is it the uh, the actual complexity of the game that makes it big, or is it the fact that it's a long game that makes it big? What well, says epic on the front? Well, we of the know box. it's long if you play the whole thing. <laughs> okay, but so when, when we think of it as a big game, big. what do you mean? Like this is a, like a Lacerda big game? When I think of Lacerda, I think of complexity, inter interconnected pieces. Yes, not necessarily length or not necessarily it's, like. I mean, chipboard. all of all of the above. It's it is a long game. It is a complex game. I've talked about the rulebook before. It's like fifty pages, something along those lines. It's a big rule book. There's a lot going on. It is a heavy game. I mean, literally, the box is super heavy. You get the nice wooden Etsy insert. It makes it even heavier. So, but uh, which I suggest if you really love this game, you should get that insert because it's it's nicely labeled and everything. It, it makes it set up a whole lot for easier for Christmas. Um, which is what I I think I got it for Christmas or birthday. But anyway, uh, it just everything about it is a big game. It is. It's just, it's good though. It's meaty. It's it's what I want when I want a meaty game. It has that little engine building that I like. It's got worker placement like I like. Uh, uh, it's a sieve builder. I mean, it's probably really the only sieve builder that I own, to be honest. Is this, your ace, for the, is this your ace for the getaway? Yes. Are we doing era two or three? Because I'm not going to accept one. We may play two, possibly three as well. Depends on how much time we have. Cool. It's... It's uh, it's a really good game. Um, if if we're gonna play that soon, I look forward to it. Yeah. Well, just Brian. Uh, what's your number one? Number one. Uh, I won't take very long on this. It's Gloomhaven. So good for obvious reasons. Once yeah, again, moving down the list because that came in at number eight as the top pop meeple top <laughs> yeah. four. Right. Five. Whatever. Ten. Um, 50. I've had too many beers. My number one this year we have not talked about yet. So yeah, I get to talk about it. 
Um, and that is Star Wars Rebellion. It has been mm. my number one for a long time. And it, uh, I mean, I could see it falling eventually someday. But I mean, I just I'm a big Star Wars fan. Um, it is the cat and mouse kind of game, deduction kind of game. It Maybe the best Star Wars game. It is. That's I mean, obviously it's your number one game, but yeah, I, I think it's the best of the Star Wars. So I, I love that you can. It's so you know I've played X Wing and I've played some of those other uh, like skirmish games and things like that. That oh they're they're plenty fun and I love them. But I love about this game is you are telling uh, your own Star Wars story with the characters and. Uh, you know, setting that it takes place in. So all the planets and um, all the people are there and you're kind of, they're kind of, uh, uh, they're waiting in the wings for you to tell the story with, you know. Um, and uh, it works well. It's not a, it's uh, once you understand uh, a few basic things about how to play the game, it's not hard. Um, and it feels as tense when you play as the Imperials as it does when you play the Rebels. Like as the Imperials, you feel like I'm never going to find the Rebels this is impossible. The this the galaxy's too big, and then as the rebels, you're like the galaxy feels really small, and you're like they're gonna find me. I just know it. They're right there, you know. So anyway, so it gives that really great tension, no matter what side you're on. Um, yeah, extremely it, asymmetrical. Yeah, but but it's feel it is unbalanced as it feels while you play. You eventually get to play both sides, and you realize, wow, it's very balanced. I mean, you you have. Just as much a shot. I think my last game I played, I played with uh, our good friend Patrick, and um, we got to get the, get the expansion material out, some of it, not all of it. But um, we were literally like a turn away. If I did this action, I would win. If I and and if he if I if I just had the most ridiculous die rolls, which weren't possible, then he would win. That's how close we were. We were one action away, and I just had the pace of the game. I, I was basically one turn ahead of him, or one action not even turn but one action ahead of him that's how balanced it was i mean it was so great so yeah and in that game you have this shared track that uh both the imperials and rebels are on and uh it's a it's a timer track but it's also uh for the imperials you know you you're kind of marching up this track as the imperials and as the rebels you're trying to uh, uh build support you know so you're kind of coming from two different sides of the same track uh where where's the that's the timing mechanism in the game it's 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 brilliant too so yes realize something about this game it, it's all driven it's everything's driven by cards right it's a card driven game essentially there's no there's dice in the combat okay i will say um the expansion combat i don't know if you've got that out proper brian the expansion combat even if you don't take anything else from the expansion which i haven't yet um is so much better than the base combat and it it does, it it takes it, it personalizes a little bit more. It's called theatrical. It, I don't know if it, is it called theatrical combat. I don't know what it's called, but the cards are more theatrical in that if you have the unit involved that you play the card, it does the thing that that unit's known for, okay. which is kind of cool. And it also does kind of something similar to games like uh, Mission Red Planet does, or games that uh, even even Concordia where you play all your deck out before you get to pull it back up. So so it's not a random draw any longer. It's I select this card to play, and I get my cards back when I play all my cards. And that's kind of a cool thing that um, that's a little bit different. It makes 
that part of the game, which wasn't bad at first, but it's kind of like Eclipse where it, it felt like an older game in some ways. Yeah. You can tell the it's designers little, were it's fans a little mediocre of older as far as everything else. The in combat the game, was yeah. yeah, everything else in the game was great except for in the combat was okay. And then the expansion that came out, which is the Rise of Empire, uh, basically brought the combat up to the same level as the rest of the game for me. And so I think it's definitely uh, uh, worth it, even if you don't want more stuff and you just want to kind of kind of modify it, yeah, what's modify it. There. I think yeah. it's I think it's worth the, the price tag which is not that bad no so my number one uh, Star Wars Rebellion so oh I guess well, it's, well, it's mine, Gary's mine's going out of the gallerist but we've already talked about it and I've already kind of yeah the gallerist yeah gallerist the one, uh, yeah the one thing I will say is uh, I don't know that Lisboa may replace it I don't know I, I need to play both of them back to back so gallerist was your first it was proper Brian's fourth uh, my 15th and just Brian, it was like your 50th. What's going on? Well, uh, <laughs> I, I liked it. Um, I just like it less than you guys. Yeah. That's, that's all there is to and it. That's, hey, that's okay. I really, I, I like the gallery. It's my favorite Lacerda game. I hope that's, that's true. I think it's the best well. Lacerda. Yeah. And it's, honestly, it's my favorite it's... Lacerda game. And I think, I think my, if you want, if you want to talk about like a problem, like we need to have an intervention here. Maybe I just don't get Lacerda. I mean, yeah. there's there's always an aspect to the game that uh, a Lacerda game that I struggle with, and I, I think will, it's because I need more of it. Like I, I really feel like if I played more Lacerda games, it would probably go up. I, I don't know. I've I've played three now, and I'm pretty sure I'm almost always last or second to last. Well, I don't mean I don't mean so. different games. I mean more of it. Like if uh, I played the, game. the Gallerist more, Vinyos more, yeah. then oh. I would. And I and I got used to it. Vinyos. I still want to. I still I haven't got Vinyos. to play. Um, the escape cops plan, and escape or, plan, yeah, and I feel models. like if I got more Lacerda in my life, all his games would just rise, and, and I think the Gallerist is the best of them. So I'm almost positive that if I played Vinyos, it might surpass Gallerist for me. I didn't for me. I but, you know really who knows? think I like that game, but hey, just I I think it's great that it's it's your number fifty because I like the variety of taste in our group. So yeah. several of us have played it a few times. We like it. But and I, I still know. like the game. I yeah. want to play it again. Well, so if that comes up, I'm there. So. I think something that needs to be put into perspective when you look at a list of this, like top 50 games, I'd play any of those games. Um, so if a game's like my 50, doesn't mean I don't like the game. It means there's 49 others I like more than that maybe. But also yeah. ask me next week, it might be 30. You know, um, I think once you get like, especially above like 25, there's it, it's it's gonna be it's gonna vary a little bit more by. Um, if we have talked about the game or played the game more recently, it might jump 10 spots. Now, when you get in that top 25, I think it's a little tighter, especially that top 10. But, uh, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm just I'm waiting yeah. for Lacerda to, to do a, a Warhammer 40K game. I mean, <laughs> you know, like Blood Bowl, do he does, he like redakes Blood Bowl into like one of his games. And then, like, I want to play that game. So Okay. Well, hey, Shuck, let's get to your number I've one. I've been putting it off because everybody knows what it is if you've been listening to the podcast. I know what it is, but I want to hear you talk about it. It's Deus because it's been there for like Such three or four game. years. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. It's, it's a great game. It's my favorite game it's until somebody comes out with an amazing engine builder that just absolutely surpasses it it's gonna be number one for a very long time deus is a game that i want to play it again um where is it on mine where i want to play it, it on again. yours it's it's pretty high up i think it's a nine for me uh yes it's nine for me and, and i gotta say um if it, it may be similar to Concordia, it may be an anytime, anywhere for me. Like I, I really enjoy Deus quite a bit, so it's great. Yeah. I love it. 
It is it is the best engine builder. Two player, three player, it, four player. I like it. It it does it does scale well, which is great. Uh, there are not a lot of games that scale very well. I've enjoyed a lot of our two player. Just just Chuck and I get together over Deus and and you know life and just. Uh, it's a game that I can each other over the coals. It's been great. It's an it's a game that I can enjoy even as I lose. So right, and that's right. saying yeah, yeah. something. Right? That's saying something. That's saying yep. something. Well, and I think it's honestly a good game to kind of end on because I know it's one that's it's one that Chuck has talked about a lot. Every time y'all talk about, it, especially when you talk about your two player games, I I want to play it again. I, I want to kind of. I've struggled to to wrap my head around a good strategy in that one. And um, I want to try to, I want to try it again because I like what's there. I just, I think maybe just, the, maybe the, it doesn't click with me for some the reason. The best thing to do in that game, the best advice that I can give you to our listeners is do not get stuck on a card that's in your hand. You got to get rid of something if it's not working. Don't, don't hold on to it in the hopes that it might create this awesome engine. If you can't get it going, you gotta get rid of it. Get some new cards. That's the that's the best advice that I can. Maybe give. that's what I didn't do. But uh, guys, we've talked about a lot of games, a lot of good games. A podcast like an episode like this is really cool because every game we talk about is is one that's really good. It's our favorite game. It's, it's yeah. one of our favorite games. Yeah. So yeah, and now I'm really excited about all these games. I want to play all your top five games uh, this year. Maybe we. I want to get. I want to play them all with you guys. So. Maybe we can make that happen. But, um, hey, thanks for getting together. Uh, thanks for uh, drinking some good beer and, and some good scotch. Uh, we didn't talk about it, but just Brian and I, uh, we tried a, a Balvenie 14 year. Yeah, 14 and Caribbean. It, it was uh, yeah, it was amazing. I actually like it better than the Glen Livet. Um, we'd had it before, and I think that was my assessment before. But, uh, yeah, thanks for getting together. And we're going to have – I think we're going to have a good 2020. 2020 is going to be a good year it's, for us. It's going to be a good year and for, for the pub. everyone listening. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a fun year. For yeah, us. we hope it's good for you, uh, listeners. We hope you have a good 2020. And uh, we're hoping, we're planning to have a good one ourselves. Um, and so you can expect some cool things from us. But uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the Bub Meeple Podcast. If you enjoyed our content, like and subscribe. Share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter at pubmeeple.com. Our website, www.bubbeeple.com, home to the board game ranking engine. And always remember, support your local breweries. You want to see a little bit more, uh, like a little bit longer list, a little bit more discussion, or a little bit a little more uh, individual detail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, write up, an individual write up on, on uh, why we like any of these games. Uh, it'll be on our website I've had some scotch, man. I can't say that anymore. Chuck may have peed his pants. That's great. Oh, that's, that's what we call it from now on. It sounded like I said. That's what we call it from now on. The doobly 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 do